The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. This is Kellen from season 36 of Ghost Island, and I am here with the biggest Bryce Isaiah fan that I know. Hi, Bryce. It's me, Mama Bechtel, and hello to all the members of the Purple Pants Posse. You know, this year has been challenging for so many ways, and probably for many of you, too, in the Posse. We just wanted to say, keep your heads up, keep finding joy in each day, and when feeling down, just remember you can find a little sunshine by popping in your headphones and turning on Bryce and the Purple Pants Podcast. Like we do! So grab your boxed wine, get your cup of coffee, put in your southern pecan creamer, and enjoy the Purple Pants podcast today with us. And you better get ready because it's a, it's a, it's a Purple Pants podcast. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. She's trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. She's trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I just have to shout out my girl, Kellen, and Mama Beck. Okay, for that intro, y'all know, but I love me some mama back though. Who listen? Anyway, how has everyone been doing? Who the snow? Okay, depending on where you're at in the country or the world that you listen to this podcast, baby, we've been getting snow. We had a bad storm last week that came up and through. And then this weekend, we had snow again. I'm like, baby, didn't the groundhog see his tail or did his mama see the tail or the baby saw the tail? We only supposed to have six more weeks of winter. Old man winter, get your snow out now because whoo, the snow. I, I don't got time for the snow. But if this is your first time listening to the Purple Pants Podcast, welcome. If you are a member of the Purple Pants Posse, what's up? Okay. Either way, if you have not subscribed to my podcast yet, please pause this podcast and subscribe wherever it is that you subscribe to podcasts at. If it's Spotify, if it's Apple, hit that subscribe button, write a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. So what's been going on? How has everyone been doing? Y'all been keeping warm in this snow? I know the Super Bowl was this weekend. And child, I definitely did not watch. I ain't even going to lie. Cause it, it doesn't feel like, you know, in this weird time that we're in, I child it didn't feel like no Super Bowl. Okay. But I did see my girl Jasmine Sullivan kill the national anthem. Now, 
in all transparency, I wish it was just her by herself, but she did have a country singer and they did a really great job. But I love me some Jasmine Sullivan. She is from Philly. I have friends that are friends with her. So I've met her. She's just amazing. She just released a new EP called Hotels and it is amazing. And if you need to do some little research on your Jasmine Sullivan, go back and listen to all of her albums. But that was it, really. I just kind of chilled out. It snowed. It snowed last week. Baby boy had to shovel the sidewalk, shovel my car out. I helped my neighbor up the street, shovel her car out. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but I really like it when it snows. When you first go out there and there's like no one out there, you just see the snow in the trees. It's just so peaceful and and beautiful. So I I do enjoy shoveling the snow because for me, it's, you know, getting my workout in. And, you know, baby boy is trying to get his summer body back. I'm trying to get me a man this year. So, you know, it's all about the fitness. It's all about, you know, just getting your your steps in as people with they Fitbits be like, I got to get my steps in. Child, listen, but it's about getting that exercise. So I enjoy the snow. However, working remotely, baby, listen, it's no such thing as snow days. And I'm just thinking to my job, like, I get it. We're home. We can still work, but... Y'all can give us a two-hour delay. We still got to clean our cars off. We still got to shovel in front of our houses. Like, what's up with that? But you can best believe baby boy took some time to do all of that, okay? Child, put put my status on busy, okay? I ain't say busy doing work. I was busily shoveling the snow, okay? Do not disturb. But I hope everybody was safe during these snowstorms. And I'm looking at the weather. They talk about more snow. Listen. Now, for I would say the last couple of years, especially in Philadelphia area, we kind of skated out without getting snow for the last two years. So I guess we are overdue. So I won't complain. And then, wait, oh, forgot to almost tell y'all. So I wasn't really watching the Super Bowl. I had it on. Baby boy cooked. I haven't cooked in such a long time. I, you know, made myself a little din-din, did a little workout. But while I had the Super Bowl on... It was on mute though when I was playing music. I happened to see a commercial for a new show that is coming on Discovery Plus and the HGTV. Okay, so if you don't know, I can let the secret out the bag. You know, my brother, WendyZ, has a new show coming out. Okay, exclusive, exclusive here at the Purple Pants Podcast. Okay. It's called Beach Cabana Royale, and it is hosted by Snooki from the Jersey Shore. Okay? So it's getting ready to premiere soon, so they will drop more information about the show. So listen, I don't want to get sued. I don't, you know, I don't want to talk too much. But yes, they did release a teaser during the Super Bowl. And yes, I saw my brother, Wendy's. You know, I had to go right to the Twitters and right to my Instagrams. I'm so proud of Wendell for expanding his empire. And you know... I'll be his biggest cheerleader when Beach Royale Cabana come on. And listen, we covering it on the podcast. So I think it's going to be on HGTV. But listen, if not, we need to get them Discovery Pluses. And I need for y'all to send me your login information, okay? Because we covering it on the Purple Pants Podcast. So be on the lookout when they actually drop the show's teaser and premiere. And listen, you don't got to look farther because you know, bay, bay, uh, give me a W. W, you gotcha. W, gotcha. W, get Give me an E, E, you got your E, you got your E, give me an E. And okay, listen, the biggest window cheerleader is right here, so I will keep you posted.
that's my best friend, yo, that's my best friend, Beach Cabana Royale, beat, 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 Beach Cabana Royale, beat, beat, Beach Cabana Royale, go best friend, that's my best friend, hey, okay, alright, sorry, sorry, y'all know I don't play about that Wendy's, hey, I don't play, anyway, whoo, the snow, I am so excited for this episode, so let me give you the rundown, hold on, wait, Beach Cabana Royale, hey, hey, Beach Cabana Royale, hey, hey, Beach, okay, alright, stop it, sorry, y'all know I'm crazy, I don't know why, I just, okay, anyway, so, let me get into this episode, let me let y'all know what the tea is, but listen, Beach Cabana Royale with Snooky Beach Cabana Royale with Snooky A, 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 all right, all right, stop it, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Beach Cabana, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, okay, whoo, you know, play about my best friend, so, this week's episode rundown, we got the church announcements. Guess what? We welcome back Michael Keaton from Outplay Puzzles. We announced the Purple Pants podcast winners for free puzzles. Okay. I am breaking down the Netflix show, Blink Empire. We welcome back Survivor star and TikTok queen Lauren Ashley back because we also got to spill that tea on Life After Lockup. It's the Purple Pants Picks, Barb's Message, and Freak of the Week. So listen, let's get this party started. Let's get into the church announcements. Beach, come out of Royale. Hey, hey, Beach, come out of Royale. Hey, hey, Beach, 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 come out of Royale. On this week's church announcements, I welcome back the baby boy, Michael Keaton of Outplay Puzzles. Hello. Welcome back. And I don't know if you guys listened to our episode where we talked about Outplay Puzzle, but we did a little, uh, I told the Purple Pants Posse, if you wanted a free puzzle, it's on your baby boy. I got you. So Michael was inundated with the Purple Pants Posse trying to get their free puzzles. So I figured real quick for this church announcement, we can reveal the three winners of the outplay puzzle yes so let's get a little drum roll please all right michael who are our three winners that we picked the three winners are brian derome ashley dawn and john Ottavanio. yes congratulations guys so make sure you reach out to michael at outplay puzzles on instagram and he will set up you guys getting your free puzzles on your baby boy bryce isaiah make sure you follow outplay puzzles thank you so much michael and we'll have to do this again soon because this was really fun yes and everyone else listening don't forget to use purple pants podcast for 10 percent off Get that 10%. And the last church announcement, I just want to remind everyone that Behind the Torch, Snuff It Sis, yes, this new web series live event Lauren Ashley Beck and I are doing is this Saturday, February 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. And we have our first guest, Richard Hatch. Okay, we're asking all the questions you want to know. It is going to be good. So make sure you click the link in our bio to get your tickets. It will be live and you guys will be able to ask questions. So yes, support Lauren and I as we are going on this new venture behind the torch. Snuff it, sis. Yes, click the link in my bio. Get your tickets, get your tickets, get your tickets. 
It's a man who? It's a menu. Meat and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who? It's a menu. Meat and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. All right. I am back. I discovered a new show. Shout out to my friends that told me I need to watch this. Shout out to the Purple Pants Posse. Shout out to the Twitter fam. But yes, so I watched the new series on Netflix called Bling Empire. And to my surprise, it was really good. So Bling Empire is like follows LA's wildly wealthy Asian and Asian American fund seekers as they go all out on fabulous parties, glamour, drama, you know, all the normal reality stuff. Now, before I really get into the the show, it's eight episodes, which is not enough because I would say I started watching and Around the third episode, I was like, okay, baby boy, we need to slow walk this because I could tell it's good and I'm wanting to see what the next episode is about. So my original idea was like, all right, I'm going to recap like the first three episodes and then baby Friday night came and I just had to watch them all. So it's only eight episodes. Now, one thing that really draws me into Blink Empire is that it is a show that is around Asian and Asian Americans. And that's something that we don't see a lot of, especially in mainstream TV. And, you know, I sit up here on this podcast and I demand diversity. And I just love the fact that here is an all Asian cast and it's good TV. And so I just say that to make my case that diversity always wins. Like, why do we always settle for the same old, same old? Like, spread the love, spread the wealth. And so for me, that was one of the things that definitely pulled me into this show was like, yes, an all Asian cast. Like, let me learn more. Let me see. Now, mind you, this is a subculture of the Asian community because these are the wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. But still, like, you know, time and time again, Beverly Hills, we get a cast of like all white women. And not that anything's wrong with that, but it's like, baby, there is more to the world. So I was just so excited to get into Blink Empire. And this is what I will also have to say is that, you know, I've been taking a little hiatus from the, the housewives because, you know, I'm not watching Atlanta. If Nene's gone, I'm gone. And I've kind of fallen off of Beverly Hills. I started Salt Lake City, but, uh, you know, now the only thing I'm really waiting for is... Real Housewives of New Jersey to come back. And you know I love Potomac. But if you like that type of show, you know, the Kardashians, Housewives, Basketball Wife. Like, you know, this series is right up your alley. And in my opinion, and maybe I'm just hyping it up. But, I, child, I feel like this was better than... Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, in my opinion. So there are a number of different rotating characters and people that they characters to me, but they're real people. But there are a number of different of rotating characters. But I've outlined. Let me count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that were the standout and really the main focus that you you know, like in Housewives, they would be the Housewives these seven, and then the other people were like friends of the shows, and so I ain't really. Like talk about the friends of the shows but the first person that i want to talk about for a multitude of reasons is this character kane 
He comes from a billionaire family, okay? He is gay, and he, I just love everything about him. And he even starts to show off by saying, like, you know, have you guys seen the movie Crazy Rich Asians? Like, you know, this is, like, this, this is, this is the reality version of it. Now, I was drawn to Kane for a number of different reasons. Kane on the show is best friends with, well, actually, you know what? Let's scratch Kane. Let's start with Kevin. Cause Kevin really is the nucleus of the show. So Kevin is from Philadelphia. Oh, hold on my bell. Child, my bell. Kevin's from Philadelphia and we learn that Kevin is adopted and so growing up he always felt like he was always the odd man out in everything that he did he was always the only Asian and you know his family was a white family and so they didn't really give him much of the Asian culture he is a model Kevin's very good looking and he decided to make the transition to moving to LA and in LA he made a distinction that you know what I really want to get Asian friends I want to learn more about my culture and I want to be around a group of people that I just fit in with and ain't nothing wrong with that so Kevin moves to LA and Kevin is a model and so Kevin makes best friends with Kane and so again now Kane is the you know Kane's gay but the one thing that I loved about Kane, well, a multitude of things that I loved about Kane. One, I loved Kane's friendship with Kevin. It really reminded me of my friendship with Wendell, that we are so opposites. But, you know, Kevin really sees Kane for who he is and he just accepts him as a friend. And they're just like crazy and kooky and whatever. And so it just really reminded me a lot about Wendell. And I think even Wendell tweeted that. And I think that's what I was like, what is Wendell tweeting about? And then I'm like, you know what? This show was really great but I was even having a conversation with one of my friends about the show and again more importantly Kane because Kane is such a likable character he's so real and I'm sure there are so many you know young queer Asian people that can relate to Kane but for me I started thinking of the movie The Crazy Rich Asians and in that movie there is a gay character and he's extremely flamboyant he's just like you know I watched the movie I loved the movie but I did not like the character that the gay character that it was because I'm just like ugh like why why do we have to play into all of these tropes when we have have a, a movie and so it really made me then think of Kane Kane is an actual gay Asian man but he's not as flamboyant he he's just a real person and it really kind of drawn me to Kane it's just a lot now don't get me wrong Kane is crazy he do a lot of crazy ish okay he's a billionaire he's on a budget but it just really, for me, humanized him. And it was like, yes, finally, let's get away from the tropes and let's get into the actual real people that they are. Okay, so Kevin is on this journey, I guess, for love. And, you know, there is the another person on the show, okay, who is one of my favorites, okay, is Anna. Okay, so for my Beverly Hills people, Anna would definitely be the Lisa Vanderpump of the show. Anna is, I, she was married like four times. Anna got money, money, money. She's got older children. And so she's kind of in that stage of her life where she's rediscovering herself. And it seemed that at one point in time, Kane tells us that like Anna was the real like queen bee of their friend circle back in the day. But she kind of sort of took like a step back. 
and now she's kind of like reintroducing herself and Anna is a little bit older okay I can't tell you the money that she got she got money and so there is another character who is Christine who is like the new and up and coming you know queen bee of the center and her and Anna are constantly going at it but they are going at it like very rich people go at it okay so like one of their fights at one time was that they both had the same like million dollar necklace and so uh, Christine wore it to Anna's party and they're like girl you shouldn't wear that to her party you know that's not etiquette child you know I don't know nothing about rich people etiquette. So Christine's like, well, maybe I'll wear it. And then so she wore it to Anna's party. And Anna was like, oh, I have that one. And Christine's like, you do? Well, maybe we can like tell each other when we're going to wear it so we won't wear it. So after she did that, Anna was having a sit down dinner party. And this is when I knew I liked Anna. Anna went into where the people were sitting and moved Christine's seating chart to the at the end of the table. Okay, bitch, you fuck with me. You going to sit at the end of the table. So they go back and forth a lot. Um, Christine, we see a lot of I want to like Christine, but I don't like Christine. She's too like, uh, it's all about the Christine show. Now, what I like about Christine is that her and her husband, very, very wealthy. She's got a baby, baby G. And we learned that, you know, she had issues conceiving. And, you know, for 10 years, she tried to have a baby. And in the Asian culture, she says that her her mother and father-in-law gave her a hard time because her actual husband, if in China, I think they said if they still did the dynasties, like their family would be one of those families and so her husband essentially is would be like next in line and so the family put a lot of pressure on her to bear a son and so for 10 years she could not give she couldn't have a child and so they went through in vitro and all of this stuff and we learned that the husband is like you know baby g needs a sister baby g needs a sister and christine ain't really about that life but in her husband wanting another child, we learn that Christine almost has like uh, PTSD because she's like, I don't I just got out of the doghouse with your family. I don't want to go through uh, another whole issue of trying to get pregnant. And they were thinking about having a surrogate. And, and again, Christine explains to us in the Asian community that they like, no, 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 we don't do surrogates. You bear your own children. And so being as though Christine had such a hard time conceiving, you know, she almost died. But we learned the tea is that the issue of them conceiving was not Christine's issue. It was really her husband's issue. And she took the blame for the issue for her husband. And we could see that it was definitely a lot for Christine to kind of sort of talk about that. But it almost was like a sense of like relief for her. Like it wasn't my issue. And I, and I bore, and I, I, wore this shame for her husband so and that aspect of it you know it really humanizes us for this girl christine but baby she throws baby g this humongous one-year-old party that don't really had nothing really to do with kids um but they really are in giving back so in every one of her parties that she has they always like for the amount of people that have attended they give back that 
amount of money somewhere so it was a really 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 good uh good thing that she does but she still is nasty and petty and she's got a thing for anna and anna throughout this whole thing is like when i first met christine i liked her but the more and more as time went on christine got more you know concerned with labels and this and that and and anna's like i'm not in a competition and this again why i like anna she like i'm not in a competition baby if you want to be in a competition you can't compete with me. And so Christine, oh, you know, she just throws little jabs at Anna like she's older and that, you know, she tries to use the ageism thing against her. Now, the other amazing character is this girl named Kelly. Now, Kelly is beautiful. And she got this boyfriend, okay, named Andrew, who played a Red Power Ranger back in the day. And so when we first meet Kelly and Andrew, they seem like a, they seem like the picturesque couple. They both look like models. Andrew's tall. Andrew's very attractive, by the way. Um, and so we're like, oh, such a cute couple. But baby, we learn very quickly that all is not well in paradise. So Anna. Anna loves to go to Paris. And so Anna is in Paris a lot. And so for Kelly's birthday, Anna was like, let me take you to Paris for your birthday. I want to take you to this restaurant. So she brings Andrew and seems like fun. And so Anna wanted to take Kelly shopping. So I guess uh, when Anna reached out to Kelly, Andrew was still sleeping. So Kelly uh, was like, all right, I'm going to let Andrew sleep. and we going to go shopping. While they was out shopping, this is the first glimpse that we got to see of Andrew's nasty side. Andrew called Kelly up while she was with Anna and cussed her the hell out. But not even like a cuss out. Like, it's one thing to be like, bitch, why you leave me? But he was like, you don't even think about me. Like, it was like crazy to the point that in this whole friend circle they always say that kelly and andrew make up then break up but nobody really likes andrew because they feel like he's not really good for kelly and my opinion of the situation is i get that andrew like i i I don't like to speculate but i'm just saying from my perspective what i got and what i saw what what i I got fear like there was at one point in time when again they just kept fighting over little dumb stuff um and they were like you know going to therapy and so we learned that Andrew's family like I don't know if they disowned him or Andrew just always feels like abandoned and you know the only person that he really has right now is Kelly and so Kelly is always there for him she's coddling him but she you know we always hurt the people that are closest to us so a lot of the times Andrew takes out a lot of his anger on Kelly and they were at the they were in therapy at one point in time but no all right go with me go with me before they went to therapy again so this fight that they had in in France and Paris really became a trend of a storyline for them and so a lot of the friends were talking about it and at one of the parties that they were at um Anna and Christine pulled Kelly aside and they were talking about what happened in Paris and Andrew could overhear but Andrew didn't say anything so the next day and I guess Andrew also manages a studio and do something with music I don't know Andrew Kelly went to the studio and was like hey what's up and so Andrew brought the fact that he did not like 
hearing about them talking about their relationship, which to Andrew's defense, I can agree. I wouldn't like that either. But, you know, Kelly is like, well, sweetie, they're talking about it because we filmed this and other people were around. It wasn't just us. And so Andrew gets like really aggressive. And in that moment in the studio, if anyone else watched it, I really saw Kelly like flinch. And for me, that was like a really big red flag. Like, girl, like, is he physically abusive? Like, I don't know. So they go to therapy and basically at therapy, Kelly, like, I want to break it up. Like, I, I, we need a break. I need for you to move out. And so if anybody watched the scene, like I was like, phys- like, you know, so the therapist asked Andrew to move, like to leave the room so she could talk to Kelly by herself. And essentially she was asking Kelly, like, girl, do you feel safe? Do you have a safe plan? And Kelly's like, yeah, I can go somewhere for a couple of days while he moves out. Now, mind you, this one, I knew Andrew was crazy. So while all of that is happening, Andrew is on the floor in the lobby praying talking about god please give us the strength to make this work now not, mind you it's nothing crazy about him praying trying to make the relationship work it's just the sequence of events for him to get like it it, it, it just was crazy so kelly is on again off again with the red power ranger and kevin really likes Kelly a lot they seem to make a really good relationship they always flirting around and while Kelly is on a break uh, with Andrew she goes on a date with Kevin but quickly kind of like he go in to kiss her they went salsa dancing baby she said not tonight and I kind of sort of felt bad for Kevin so there's also this girl named Kim Lee now I like Kim Lee she's spicy she seems very very fun um she's a DJ so she's really big in Singapore shout out to Kane for telling us that but Kelly is or not Kelly Kim my issue with Kim is so she her and Anna okay we're becoming friends, making friends and you know Anna had a spa day so she they invited like Kane, Kevin, um, I don't think Christine, because you know Anna Shady, she invited Christine and she invited um Kelly and Kim. And there was this other guy, uh, you know, a friend of the show, but I don't remember his name. Cause I ain't really like him after this. So when Kim was at Anna's house the first time, she uh, alluded to the fact that Anna's house was like haunted, like jokingly. So when she came over for the spa day, she was like, Anna, let me like bless your house real quick. So Anna's like, you know, getting a child. They were getting mouth facials. That's how you know how wealthy they are. What the hell is a mouth facial? Okay, baby, what I call a mouth facial is going to the dentist and getting my teeth cleaned. But anyway, Anna was getting a mouth facial. So Kim and what they call her Kimberly but Kim Kim and this other guy like are like literally going through Anna's house and they go into her shower and they find a penis pump a rather big penis pump and they're like oh my god a penis pump and so everyone outside can hear that and so they're like what's going on and so Kim is like oh my god I know what to do with it just throw it throw it so they throw the penis pump out the window first of all how, what is y'all doing in my bathroom okay Two, what are you doing throwing something out the window of my house? Like, you get popped for that, okay? So, she 
concludes after Anna really tells her how rude that is. Kim is like, no, it wasn't me. It was him. It, and Anna like, I, I'm not worried about him. You're my friend. Like, you're the one that I'm forming a relationship with. Like, you know, and she really did not want to own up to apologizing for that. And I'm like, oh, so you know what? I do not like Kim. But the bigger question of the whole season that I want to know is, Anna, who the hell penis pump was that? Okay? And also, that day, Kim also found the guide to anal sex in Anna's house. Okay? Anna just over here trying to be the freak of the whole week, month, day, and year. Girl, whose penis are you pumping up in that shower and then putting in your anus? I need to know. But... Kim really warms up to me later on in the episodes uh, when with Kevin. So Kevin really wants to find his birth parents because he's adopted and his mom flies out and he's like nervous about asking his mom essentially for permission. And I know that a lot of people that have been adopted, sometimes they have this fear that their adopted families might not want them to explore that because in a way their adopted family is like, I'm we're your family. But his mom was really, really cool about it. And so, you know, he goes on this journey and he, he tells people. And so Kim also tells Kevin that when her, when she was really young, um, her dad kind of left and or her mom and dad broke up excuse me because I'm trying to remember all of this because it's like so much and I'm just trying to give you all a brief summary of like my favorite people on the show but she basically said that her mom and dad broke up and basically the parents gave her the choice of like who do you want to go with and like most kids they she said her mom and she has never seen or talked to her dad again and so this brought up a lot of questions for her and the fact that she was able to see Kevin's mom be so open and saying like yes I want you to hopefully find your biological family so they can see what a young hot sexy gentleman but successful and great guy that you turned into so Kim really goes to her mom and kind of sort of has the same conversation but I'm assuming Kim's a little nervous because in that situation, the mom and dad broke up. And so like, you know, and the dad hasn't been around all these years. The mom's remarried. She's happy. But Kim's mom was really, 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 really supportive of her wanting to find her dad. So she hired a private investigator. Money. And he rather quickly uh, got some information. The dad was in like South Carolina. And again, when I tell you these people are rich. So Kane is like, well, child, let's get a jet and go to South Carolina. Like right now. And so Kelly and Kelly was like, what? No. But and throughout the season, Kane and Kevin actually fly to South Carolina and do some investigation, investigative work um, and really try to track down the dad. And they discover that the dad has died. And so they have to break the news to Kim about that. And it's, you know, you really get to see her pain in that and how she just really feels as though time is short and you know you got to make the best of your time with the people that you have and you don't want to be holding on to grudges and again another thing that humanized christine for me was um at one point in time they were at a dinner party this was maybe like the last episode and uh christine was like i think i'm sitting next to anna um kim tell me uh about that anal book and kim was like listen girl i just found out my dad died i don't really have time to be like going back and forth and all of this stuff and then christine reveals to us that she hasn't talked to her father in 10 years um her father's over in taiwan and that like 
like, you know, really just kind of brings up a lot of just different stuff for Christine and, and knowing that Christine was a trust fund baby and, and that her father cut her off. Um, and, you know, she's with her husband now still doing really, really wealthy. Um, and then the last person that I have is this girl named Sherry. Sh- I don't know if it's Cheryl or Sherry. She was like a really big uh, pop star, but her mom ain't really want that for her. Um, so she is married to another rich trust fund baby guy. And so they have a daughter and she's currently pregnant when we meet her. But we learn that they're just dating and it's a a big no-no in the Asian community, which I'll seem like every community uh, that they don't want you to not be married Well, they want you to be married before you have a child. And so she's with this boyfriend and she's pregnant again. And we learned that she recently lost her mother. And so she's just really on this journey and they don't really show a lot of Sherry, but I don't know if I'm saying her name wrong. Is it Cheryl or Sherry? Now in my mind, I'm saying Sherry. Let me just Google this real quick. What's her name? It is well, Sherry. Yeah. She's all about really kind of coming to terms with losing her mother and she really wants her boyfriend to propose to her. And I don't know. I really like Sherry's character. We don't see a lot of her, but we see enough of her. Um, She just really is trying to just deal with the loss of her mom and be a really good mom. And we know that her and Kane were really close during the time that her mom was dying and Kane was a huge support for her. Another reason why I like the baby boy Kane, because he's just such a good friend to so everyone on this cast, like everyone on the cast just loves Kane. But I wanted to bring up Sherry was that she got tired of waiting for her boyfriend to propose to her. So baby at her son, at, yeah, at her son's a hundred day party. Cause not they, they was they sung happy birthday, but you know, it's 365 days in a year, but they have a hundred day party just to, to celebrate the life in my opinion, just sound like a rich thing. Okay, listen, ch- ch- we do that at the birthday party with a little ice cream and a supermarket cake. But anyway, at her son's 100th day party, she proposed to her husband. Child. I could never. And at first, they edited it to make it seem like he, he might have said no. But he actually really then turned it into something sweet. But So I just gave you a little bit of these characters, these people, I'm missing a whole lot, but I'm just trying to tell y'all Bling Empire is really good. So if you are looking for a fast little eight episode, they're 30 minutes, you can definitely get up on into it. And if you get into it, you're going to love Kane. Okay. You're going to love Kane and, and Kevin's relationship. You're going to love Queen Anna, Christine. Okay. You'll get tired of Kelly going back and forth and back and forth with the Red Power Ranger. That is Andrew. Okay. Kelly Kim might get on your nerves a little bit. But throughout the series, I think that she will grow on you. And Kevin is so pressed over Kelly 
But when you watch the episodes, you see that he spends most of the time with Kim. And at the final episode, I'm like, are they flirting with each other? I don't really know. And I think you'll really love Sherry. And then there's a whole bunch of other people. But listen, Purple Pants Posse, let me know if you watched Blink Empire um, and liked it. I think that you would. I love the diversity. I love changing it up. Let's see something that has not been done already. Let's expand. So I love it. Let me know what you think. And we are back this week. Okay, it's been two weeks. So you know it's Love After Lockup with Lauren Ashley Beck. Lauren, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Mr. Purple Pants. Hey, (laughs) yes. Well, what's going on? How's everything? How is LA treating you? What's, you know, what? You know, I'm still stuck inside, but that's okay. I'm grateful for health, mental health is wealth. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just living, you know, doing the same thing that we're all doing, staying inside, watching Love After Lockup and talking to you. Yes. Well, don't let stuck inside be a downer that you still can't have fun because you know on February 13th, you and I are launching a new series called Behind the Torch, Snuff It Sis. Snuff It Sis. Yes, and we have an amazing guest for you guys. The first winner of Survivor. Yes. And so no question will be unaxed. And we're going to get right down to the nitty gritty. And we want it to be fun. And Lauren and I really feel like in the Survivor community, there are some people that are like, you know, just get the Survivor glory. And there are other people that work really hard to create content and really like expose ourselves to the viewers and the listeners. And, you know, we kind of created this. Let's put spotlight on other people. Let's hear from the people that you have not heard from. So we want this to be a recurring thing so you know like we love we love our survivor royalty we love our parves our boston robs we know all about them though we want to shine and put the spotlight back on those people that were your favorites like neonka and jatia and like all of those people so whoever y'all want to see make sure you hit me and bryce up and let us know who you want to see next but first up we got richard hatch yes so make sure you click the link in our social media bios to get your tickets it is coming up this february 13th so you don't want to miss it so make sure you you support your baby boy and make sure you support your black Barbie. Yes, please. 4 p.m. PST, 7 p.m. EST. Yes. Now, enough of the logistics. Let's get into some love after lockup. We got some new people got introduced that were on, I'm saying love after lockup, life after lockup. We got some new people introduced that were on the last season of love after lockup, so I thought that was really good. But let's just jump right into Sean and Destiny. We know that Sean is 46. Lies said he was 36, got six kids. Destiny, you know, she ain't show him no photos. She came out. They were good for about two days. And, you know, she found out that he was still talking to his baby mom. You know, Sean bought her a car, bought her a new phone, gave her all of this stuff. And, you know, he spent $50,000. Well, he ain't spent $50,000, but he's on the hook for $50,000 because he bailed her out. And she's got an upcoming court hearing. She packed up everything in the house, left him, won't talk to him. Sean then went on the internet. The Facebook found out that she's been engaged a couple of times, feels like she's using him, had to ask his baby mom for a thousand dollars so that he could go and track her down. Mm-hmm. And these last two episodes, we see that he makes it to the courthouse. And Lauren, what was Destiny's response to uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Destiny was heated to say the least. She was not happy that Sean showed up. I mean, listen, he was on the hook for 50k. I would do the same thing, but at the end of the day, I think Sean found some truth because Destiny 
told him what it was, mm. and that is that he is a trick. Oh. And it hurt my soul to watch him hear that because deep down, Bryce, I think he knew. He knew what it was. He knew that he wasn't forthcoming about his life, so maybe there was something maybe going on behind the scenes with her, and I think that he was shocked for her to say that. My question is, why are her and the sisters so mad at him for showing up at the courthouse? What is that about? Right. You would think that, I mean, first of all, I think it's very clear why he showed up. He wanted to make sure that yes. his investment went to jail. However, like, you know, he's like, I'm, I, I'm here to support you. See, and, and I do, and, and, I do and, believe that he was there to support her. I do. I, at the end of the day, yes, he wants that 50K. He has a football team the children he's got to take care of. But I do believe that he wanted to see her and make sure that she was all right. And I do get that he just does not know why she left. Like, he is, like, lost in the sauce as to why she left. And so I think that, I, I, I will agree with you that he is trying to make sure his 50K, uh, he not on the hook for that. But I do think that he really wants to figure out what's going on with Destiny. But it's very clear that she don't want him. She's using him. She used him. Still is using him. And at that very moment when they were, like, at the car, and she's like, I'm gonna punch you in the face i'd have been like give me the keys yeah i would have gone right to the uh are we at a courthouse excuse me sir this car is stolen she will not get out of my car like what are you doing i do not understand that and i feel he's just allowing her to walk all over him and then you know what she made a comment to her sister and i was really like "Ooh, you are just ugh." she was like well you know i could go to jail for seven years so yeah i might talk to sean again you know because if i do i'm gonna need that i'm gonna mm-hmm. need that it's like girl what are you doing and sean is allowing her to run game on him so honestly I can't even empathize. At first, I was like, Sean, like, this is sad. This sucks. But now it's like, sir, you are putting yourself in this situation. You're letting her use you. You're letting her take your credit cards. You're letting her drive your car to Timbuktu here and there and everywhere. So why shouldn't she stop? She should just keep doing it. Right. He needs to spend that time and energy on his daughters. So we know that her court hearing got postponed due to COVID-19 and that it is at a later date. And so that's kind of where they leave off. But you know me, I can't never just leave off like that. So I did a little bit of my own research and found out that Destiny is back in prison. Okay. <gasps> she got sentenced to 16 months. Forget this. Trying to sell Sean's car on Facebook. Shut up. Mm-mm. What? Trying She's to trying, trying to, to <gasps> trying to sell his car on Facebook, and guess what? The Glen County District's Attorney's Office they wasn't playing because when she got locked back up, they literally to their Instagram posted her love after lockup photo, no. and basically was saying like defendant was convicted of felony violations <gasps> of Penal Code Section forty five twenty three D one, um, escaping with serving two years for two felony convictions of the Penal Code Section false impersonation at false appearance of felony charges defendant was sentenced to 16 months uh concurrent to the 427 days remaining on her prison sentence and has remanded to jail the case was prosecuted by da stewart and uh, assistant da of the glenn county sheriff's department first of all why is the sheriff's department posting that on the instagram with her photo from love after lockup because <laughs> you know social media is where it's at they gotta let the people know this is who you don't want to mess with we're gonna use her love we're going to use that likeness, okay? She's on a national television show. We're going to let you know about this girl. Honestly, that is mind-boggling. So did Sean get his money back? That's what I want to know. Child, the article ain't say nothing about Sean. Uh, that was all about him, but that's what she gets. So, spoiler alert, she back in jail, uh, serving consecutive sentences. Uh, it looks like she got sentenced. It looks like, from what I read, that she got sentenced for what she went to court for, finally. And I think oh, wow. that is like the 600, or the 600, the 16 months, and then 
that she has to serve consecutive with these new charges that she's received. Wow. So you know what? Oof. I'm just gonna. We just gotta pray for her because because she's child, going through Let's just pray. Yes. Her and Sean aren't talking again. Right. For Sean's sake, and I hope the baby mama got her two thousand dollars back. She said, "I want a thousand. She wanted with double interest. The, yes, with interest. I hope she got that." Now let's keep it moving So we enter a new couple Into life after lockup But they are not new to love After lockup It's John and Christiana If you remember John When Rob and I Did the first episode Of love after lockup John was the one With the eagle wings Okay He's Native American He's Native American He had the fly trap Above the crock pot (laughs) Okay He built the steps He married Christiana You know Right after she got out of jail But we know If you watch the season She only was out For three days Because listen her demons got to her. She used, she relapsed, and she went back to jail. So we learn that John is still holding his commitment to the family and has moved his mom, Tammy, and sister into his home. I think he's got six kids. Yes. So, and three of them are living with them. Yep. But, baby, we learn that the sister, Tara, Woo. is trying to jump up on John. Yes. She wants it. She wants a slice of that Native American pie. They're obviously flirting with each other. You know, they almost come to this scene where they almost kiss. And, you know, John's like, I just can't never let Christi- Christiana know about this. Bitch, you are filming a TV show. At some point in time, baby girl is going to find out about it. And then the mom who's on the breathing machine, and you know, love after lockup and life after lockup, they all get their own confessional. So she got her breathing machine on like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> With those two. You're so stupid. But it's a lot. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> you know what, though? This is a pattern with him. Because I remember when he was on Love After Lockup, his daughter was like, you know, I don't know why my dad always feels like he has to go jump the gun and marry people. He's had so many failed marriages. And John even hinted that this was a situation that kind of happened before. At the end of the day, I think Tara knows what she's doing. She's trying to get in where she can fit in and she wants her sister's spot to be honest with you though this is why you don't move a grown woman that is not in a relationship with another man into your home you don't i don't care if you're in jail i get he was trying to do the right thing i think he was being a stand-up man by doing so however them sort of ruling the roost and being a partnership and having the house together has made them in sort of some kind of union some kind of relationship and the fact that he has not spent more than however many days with his three days. wife three days that it's just not a healthy situation something is bound to happen and did you see and- he he denied her. She tried to kiss her. He, a he child. Yes. He he did the screw. Yep. But to Tara's defense, you know, she has been living with him for nine months and she's like, you don't even really know my sister. You know me. Right, but that's, not, that's not right because I the mean, only right, reason she knows you is or you know him is because, because of, of your sister. sister. Right. So that's not right. And it's going to it's going to hit the fan because and it's going to hit the yeah, fan. Yeah, as soon as she comes out, go ahead. Yeah, it's going to she's what supposed happened? to come out. She's supposed to get out in a month. And so John is like, "Yo, I got time to like figure this out." Then baby girl call and she like, "Guess what? They let me out." And I'm assuming it's probably cuz of COVID yeah. um because a lot of people they were because jail is not a conducive place for COVID. So I'm assuming a lot of people that were like, "Anyway, but she's getting out early. She's getting out in the next 3 days and she don't even have to go to the halfway house." But the contingency is she can't be with anybody that has current charges yep. and Tara's got current charges so John had to pull Tammy and Tara to the side and say listen she coming home and Tara gotta go and her mom was like I'm not, I gotta let one go to have the other one come back Oh, it's just not right. Don't and Tara do her is, like and, that. Girl, that's, listen, she did herself like that. And Tara is really kind of fighting for her spot. And Tara feels like John is just lying 
to just get her out of the house so he doesn't really have to face Christiana. Well, it doesn't matter. At some point in time, you're going to have to throw hands, Tara. Because if I'm Christiana and you know Christiana, first of all, she got out and she already was a big girl. Yep. She didn't gain 35 more pounds yep. talking about she's going to go on a keto diet, baby. No, you just need to exercise. But anyway, when she get out, uh, if I'm Christiana, baby, what's up? Throw them hands because I'm about to pop you. I... Uh, yes, but you know what? I just I just feel like at the end of the day, yes, maybe it was an easy way out. I'm glad that he has this way out, though. Tara needs to find her own life. The substance abuse and all that is very concerning, but I think that it's time for her to go. And this was a good way for him to give her the boot. She needs to go. And yes, she needs to be ready to go for because her sister's going to fight for her man. That's well, it. Well, hopefully, the one thing I do feel bad is that Tara has expressed that she has drug and alcohol issues. And, you know, the fact that she's been with John has given her stability. See, that's, that's, However, you can't be having relying on somebody else's husband for stability that's not well i mean that is true at the same time if you are married to somebody girl you just can't come home from three days after y'all been talking for you two years and then you just get locked back up so i'm i'm betting that i don't i don't know how long christiana's going to be back out I have a feeling that he is going to feel like he is more in love with Tara than Christiana. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Yeah. So we're going to have to keep watching. Now, let's keep it moving to ugh, Amber and Puppy. Ugh. Um, This was a good episode. I felt like we learned the most that we've learned from Amber in all of her two seasons of Life After Lockup. Amber and Puppy went out to celebrate Puppy's welcome home. They got drunk. They came back and had sex the next morning. Puppy is like... Like, what's the tea girl? Like, what's up? And Amber's like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Like, I, what, what, what are you talking about? And Puppy's like, do you want to build a life with me? Or like, do you just want to be drunk and gay and just hook up? And Amber's like, I, why are you coming at me like this? Like, you never like came at me like this. Well, first of all, Amber, let me just talk to you real quick. What do you mean, where is this coming from? All the time that you was with Vince, okay, for them two seasons, you were saying you loved Puppy and that Puppy was your wifey. Yep. Now your wifey is home saying, what's tea? Where the house so I can play wifey and now you acting like you don't know. And first of all, Amber, you're not that cute and it looked like your breath stunk this episode. <laughs> Cause she pissed me off. Like no, no, I, I will. Listen. After, after getting to know Puppy or Michelle, she seems like such a genuine, I like Puppy. I like her too. I really do. And she seems sweet and kind and genuine. And she truly, you can see it in her eyes how much she loves Amber. And it is heartbreaking to watch because at the end of the day, Amber is a con. Amber is conning the situation. She's making it better for herself. She's got a place to live, a roof over her head, a clean place to sleep. She's got a cooch to lick when right, she gets drunk. Right, right. Somebody to, you know, get down with the get down when she gets a little tipsy. She's got it made. She, not the slurping sound ah! she's got it made and i, I sorry, she, she's sorry. no she's she's she is truly messing with puppy and and the mom called it she spotted it from a mile away absolutely because the be. mom knows yes. because the mom probably the mom has spent more time with amber than anybody yes. else so and the, so she the mom knows she, amber's running game and what pissed me off the most was that well one i did feel that we learned a lot from amber and amber's like i've never done anything like this with another woman and so i will be honest and watching this i felt a lot like puppy because in my past dating relationships i have you know mingled and mangled with some men that aren't you know necessarily open with their sexuality um and so i felt like puppy a lot of the time where it's like okay well listen you like to come over you like for me to cook you like for me to roll around in the bed but you know our relationship stops in the home and so i really can identify with 
puppy in the sense that, okay, so you just want me behind closed doors. See, but I think Amber, I, yes, yes. I think though that Amber needs to, because this is the thing, and I've been, I've talked to my husband about this all the time. Like Amber, I think thinks that if she is with puppy, she has to have a coming out story. She has to identify as something. But at the end of the day, if she loves puppy, she loves puppy. That's But she doesn't. That's what I've gotten. She does not love puppy. That's what you think? You don't think? I think, I think she loves her and doesn't know how to deal. She loves puppy on a friendship level. So So it's like almost... So because we Amber even said you be when they were out with your ge- friends like that when you guys get drunk what the hell well, no. no but but I'm just saying Amber even said that when they were in jail they talked about having men and having boyfriends and then still being friends and if they ever hooked up then it would be them hooking up and then that's it and so I just feel like Amber is she doesn't want to hurt puppy because she loves her as a friend and they are friends that sometimes hook up but Amber has also revealed that her ex Sammy who in my opinion if you saw the photos looked like Vince a little bit um, that she's always <laughs> been in love with him and that he's getting ready to come home soon and that's who she wants to be with mm. so I, it'll be interesting to see how puppy takes that in more I want to see how puppy's mom's going to take it because if I'm puppy mom, sis, you got to get the hell on out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You got to, to go. get on. She would have to go. You got, she would have to go. You, and, and, you got to go. See, but the, and take the, the bugs with you. See, but the messed up thing about the situation is the more that Amber and puppy have these trysts and these nights out, not trysts, the more that they do <laughs> stuff like that, the more that the lines are going to be blurred and we're not going to be sure no, of how she feels. Puppy is puppy is nailing that ass, and I and I appreciate puppy for that. For like no, like standing your ground and saying like this is what I want. And Amber's just avoiding the thing like oh I don't know I don't, I, I, I I'm I'm still hungover. So no, puppy is going to get an answer one way or not, and I hope that she does stick it to her. Talking about sticking it to them, let's talk about Chevelle and Quay. Oh, oh, we know oh. that Chevelle, D. Mark, and her daughter they went around to Bronze Town to get away. Quay pulled up with his suitcase, and I'm so happy. I feel like we TV listens to the podcast because we did not see that damn suitcase okay <laughs> one of the producers must have put it in their car so Demar is still not happy um with quay quay and chevelle kind of you know he says that he really wants to work on things with her he's happy to be there with her chevelle puts up a little bit of a wall but it quickly crumbles and then they get on the ferris wheel and what happens on the ferris wheel quay quay popped the question and she was crying and it was so cute and i he said you're gonna be my girl Girl, girl, <laughs> to show D Mark this. I was like, oh, oh get your get your woman. Okay. You. I was I said, oh, okay. He can't so, see, but that's what he had to do because he did mess up bad. And that is the step that she needed to see to prove that well, he loves her. Well, this is the thing. I'm going to need Chevelle to step up her what she needs in a man because if he cheats on you, you don't talk for him a month and then he just pops back up and proposes and that's enough for you. Yeah, we're going to have to do some work on that confidence, girl. And we're going to have to do some work on like what you actually need in a man. And though it sounds good and it looks good for TV, but uh, uh Chevelle, I'm just going to need you to work on that. But we'll see what happens now in another unsure and certain relationship. Let's talk about Sarah and Mike. Child, this episode, Sarah reveals that she's allowed Michael to come and stay in the home with her for the last week because, you know, Michael's getting ready to leave. I wonder why he's leaving. Is filming almost done? So he only comes to film? Yeah, it's it's a wrap. We can't stay at the Four Seasons or wherever. That sure as hell wasn't the Four Seasons. What was it? The Country Time? Girl, it was the Marriott Fairfield Inn. Not the Marriott Fairfield. Yes. Okay. It was remodeled in 2019. Yes. So, girl, because listen, I'll be on it. So, Sarah is going 
going out on a date with Malcolm. Malcolm is back. Uh, Mike sets a curfew for Sarah. Mike twirls Sarah around, tries to touch her butt to make sure she looks cute. So she goes out on a date with Malcolm. Malcolm, actually, you know, Malcolm was looking not that bad this episode. What annoyed me was while she's on the date with Malcolm, Michael calls. And what? And one, she picks the phone up. Two, she puts it on speakerphone. And three, Mike is acting like Sarah just did not tell him five minutes ago that she was going on a date with Malcolm. Well, it's a game for him because at the end of the day, Mike always says, that's my wife. At the end of the day, you're on a date with my wife. So what does Mike do? He's being messy. He's calling her to try to throw a wrench and whatever her and Malcolm got going on. But guess what? The second Michael showed up on the scene, her and Malcolm were done. It was a wrap. Right. And... Shout out for Malcolm for being like once she revealed that Mike is staying with him and he's asking her like have y'all been intimate like you know she's like getting defensive but she realizes that like I I do owe this to you to tell you this and she's just like I hope my family life is not pushing you away uh girl yes your family life is pushing him away because you don't know how to set boundaries and I'm happy that Malcolm knows how to set boundaries because Malcolm said I can't do this but this is what I was cracking up about because it seemed like Malcolm just got up in the middle of dinner and left I don't know if you peeped but. But child, Sarah got that check and was looking at the check, then turned around. Because I'm like, wait a minute, is production paying for this meal? Oh, I'm sure. Or did, uh- Absolutely. I'm sure production paid for the meal. Absolutely. Because she, you know, Sarah's not going to let, oh, okay, well, thanks for lunch. Like, she's not going to let him live that down. Production is absolutely paying for any meal. Anytime we see them out, production got it. When they were at the club with Scrappy, production got ah! bottles on deck. <laughs> Child, so I just, it's like, okay, fine. I'm glad that Malcolm, again, was able to set clear boundaries. Like, this isn't going to work. I like you. I think that you're great, but I need for you to get your life together. Now, obviously, I feel like Sarah will then run back to Mike's arms. Production will stop filming. He'll go back to Florida with Maria Maria or the next girl that's in his DM, and she'll be up in arms, and she'll it'll be the same old cycle. So I hope that maybe Malcolm being so clear in, like, what he wants and what he's not going to accept, I hope that she can accept that. I hope that she could see that and learn. But child, I've been watching the show long enough to know it. She ain't gonna learn. No, no, she's not. And it, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I, you know me. I, my heart aches for Sarah because I know at the end of the day, all she wants is for her children to have a father. And I think knowing Michael, you know, they have that young love. And I think that all the things that happened at the beginning of their relationship is how Sarah wants Mike to be. But what she needs to recognize is that people change. And whether it's for the better or for the worse, she needs to embrace that change and stop trying to make him be the old Michael because he's never going to be that. Well, well, girl, I don't know if you watched the first season. I did. I mean, I know he they, wasn't all they, up in her... Their relationship was never good. We'll That's see, what I'm but, saying. We'll like, girl, that, Maya and... Because she Maya, was the king in the queen shirts. It had to be something with them. Child, I mean, like, child, mm, Maya Angelou said, and let me do it in, uh, let me do Maya Angelo in Christiana's mom's Tammy's voice. Uh-uh. When there's somebody shows you who they are... Believe him. So, child, believe Mike is a dog, always going to be a dog. So, listen, if you just want to have, you know, good sex once in a while, then do that. But, like, girl, you got to let him go. But, and speaking of family units, Bebe, Lamar, and Andrea, uh, this week was, I really felt like a really good episode. I was nervous. So, Lamar, you know, Lamar has his daughter with Andrea Priscilla. He also has his other daughter named Shantae, who has been a point of contention because he wants to explore a relationship with Shantae. 
and bring Priscilla in, but you know, he was unsure about how Andrea would feel. Andrea has stated to us, which Lamar did not tell us, that she feels like Shantae blames um, Andrea, the fact that Lamar got home and really kind of started this ready-made family with Andrea. And so this episode, Andrea finally goes to see Shantae. Now, mind you, I have to say, I was nervous because any of you that watch it, and if you don't watch it, and if you just listen to us, Andrea presents really well. Like, she, she is a God-fearing woman. When she's not cussing Lamar out and showing her ball spot with her wigs, she is like, you know, presents like, I want the best for my children, I want the best for my man. And like, but also, Andrea is crazy as hell. She's very and explosive. Very explosive. It does not take much for the Andrea ticking bombs to go off. So I was so nervous for her going to meet Shantae because I'm like, oh my God, if Shantae tries it a little bit, child, we already know Andrea is going to go off. However, what I really thought was good was that Shantae's got uh, children. She's got two children. One is older than Priscilla and one is younger than Priscilla. And it seemed that Priscilla and them, it seemed like when we, when we first of all, again, some of these uh, scenes on love and life after lockup don't seem real. Other scenes seem very real. And this scene with Andrea seemed very real. Yeah. Um, so, one, Priscilla and the kids, they just were excited to be around each other. And so, Lamar, Shantae, and Andrea are sitting on the couch talking and bitch telling what happened. You know what? This is... I th- but- no, you tell it. You tell it. Because I got so you tell it. You tell it. Well, so I, like, I felt ahead. like Lamar Lamar was there trying to like make the conversation go. And you know, it. Andrea was like, let me just speak my piece. And she was just like, I feel like you blanked me for him not being there. And she was like, yes. Um, and, oh, wait. First of all, first of all, I forgot yes. to, I wrote this down. When they walked into the house, Shantae hugged Priscilla, baby, screw curved Andrea and hugged her dad. Oh, that I was didn't the first see that. Thing. Yes, that was the first thing that I noticed. Oh, I didn't so see then, that. So then, you know, basically, uh, Lamar was like, Shantae was like, it's good to finally talk to y'all, meet, you know, and Lamar is like, well, I think it's really about y'all getting to know each other. So, Lamar, first of all, Lamar always going outside. Like, why, like uh, ch- ch- <laughs> well, that's that, pr- that's that prison mentality, break. going to the yard. Yeah. They went outside, and so Andrea really just kind of dove more in that she, one, was nervous to bring her children around her because she never met her, and she didn't know what type of energy she was and Shantae and Andrea really bonded over that Shantae was like I can agree to that like you know you want to protect your children she also was like feeling like I feel like that you blame me for a lot of things so why would I want to like bring you like what like you know what that energy and then Shantae basically explained her side that one she feels excluded she was like she feels that like Andrea and her family with Lamar exclude her yep. and she also felt like you know she was honest in that she felt a type of way is that how Lamar came home and spent and basically made this family was kind of like Shantae revealed that that's what she wanted like she wanted her dad to come in and be a part of her life again and so I just felt like it was a real moment because it wasn't he he ha ha right. it wasn't like it was very t- Hence. And yeah. like, you know, you know, when you're being real and, and explaining your feelings, it, it's not a laughing matter. So this moment was very real. And I thought it was really good that, you know, Andrea then opened up and was like, you know, I want to spoil the grandkids. I want to welcome you in. Well, see, um, I like how she said when she walked in and then they were like, she was like, I'm grandma and you must be so. It's like, I was like, OK, right. Andrea. She knew. I like that. See, and that was see that was I was like, OK, see, Andrea is being a real bitch. Right. Like she's being like, that's what we do. Right. But at the same time, how 
guarded Andrea was, yeah. this was the only thing that made me nervous was that I felt like and everything that Andrea said was appropriate and good, but she was just so guarded. I mean, and- you have to understand, like, the reason why, right off the bat, you know that Shantae is upset, so she's not going to be have her guard completely down. She doesn't know this girl. I mean, she is a whole grown-ass woman, so I think that she probably didn't know what kind of energy Shantae was going to come with, but I do agree with you that they were all very transparent with one another and honest. I felt bad for Lamar in this situation. I do feel like he retreats to the yard because I think sometimes he just doesn't know the words to say, and he recognizes that his wife can turn the hell up at any given moment. So Right. Uh, and it's better I, for her yes. to make a relationship as as opposed to him listening to whatever. Yes, absolutely. But, and then and then yeah, and then that allows a channel of discussion for them to create their own bond, own relationship, and, and, and an, right? A level of understanding too. Because listen, at the, this is why I wanted you to explain it because I've told you before. I have siblings that are twenty years younger than me, and my dad has been to jail. Like I think that knowing the relationship that I have with my father, and if he came out of jail and didn't come and like try to be a part of my life, I would feel some type of way. And I would think I would blame it on the on his wife, on my stepmom. I would because your mind just goes to that. It's like, oh, he's building a new family. He's doing A, B, and C. So I do feel for Shantae in that respect. I do feel for her because in her mind, Bryce, she's still Priscilla's age, right? Wanting and, that father, and she wants her dad. Yes, and see, and I, which is why I really do like this dynamic because you just explained beautifully how Shantae feels, and I feel like Andrea, and we know how crazy she is. She's able to articulate that she felt that energy, and she felt like I'm. Not holding your dad from you. Like, you have to separate your feelings from your dad and me, which is why I thought it was really good um, that Lamar did leave. And despite as a mess as Lamar is, I really do feel like he really, like, I, again, I, and I've said this time and time again, I do feel like Lamar and Andrea are the realest couple on so this too. show. I think so like, too. And I think Lamar is is going to be her saving grace. I think Lamar is going to teach her how to communicate and how, because you saw her like be calm at the end. Like we can do this. Like I can figure this out. We can figure out a way to make this work. Um, There was one more thing I had to say, but I forgot. So go ahead. <laughs> but I will say that the one, one issue that I feel like Andrea has is that she feels like since she didn't go to jail and she's not a convict, she doesn't have anything to work on. And it's all Lamar that has to work on something. And I, I, and I feel that no baby, you've got actually, probably more issues than Lamar that you need to work on. So it would be interesting to see how this uh, new family unfolds. And the last thing that I was going to say was how guarded um, Andrea was or Andrea. I think it's Andrea. How guarded Andrea was, um, even though she was saying the right thing, it still made me nervous because knowing Andrea for these past three and a half years knows that if she's holding back that much, then that means it will only take a second for her to snap. So I'm just worried that they might be at an event and something happened and then she go crazy. But we'll have to see. Um, and then, you know, we got to see Lacey and Shane for 2.3 seconds. Shane is Shane is still mad at Lacey for not telling her that John got out. And, you know, Shane wants to change the locks on the door, put like all these locks on the doors yeah, to keep John out. He's because, you know, Lacey has explained to us that she had to get a protective order from John in the past. When he would get drunk, he would show up. But I really do get the feeling that although Shane tries to act like a big dog, like I blow his face off. I really get the, well, one, I know that Shane is like, I, I, is the is would the correct word be like inferior? Like feels inferior to John? Yes, he feels yes. inferior to John. And I feel like Shane is scared of John. I think Shane is absolutely scared of John. You know, that's my blood. That's my, I gotta protect my blood. You know, now now there's a baby in there. Calm down, Johnny Appleseed. Okay. John is and- not thinking about you right now. Trust me. He's worried about Lacey and that's it. And the baby now. 
Oh, listen, and the child, WeTV does another great job of making John look creepy because mm-hmm. this scene, we only see him in the car and then he meets <laughs> up with Lacey's friend, Miranda, uh, but this is the same friend yep. that Lacey was talking about that seemed that she ain't know nothing, but talking to John, she know everything. Right. But she basically broke it down. Like, John is just still held up on did Lacey call the cops on him? And I feel like, okay, John, you need to let that go. It doesn't matter if Lacey called the cops on you or not. You still were high, you still were using drugs, and you were behind the wheel of a car. Like, it doesn't matter who called the cops on you. It's still your fault. See, but he's not going to let that go. He doesn't see the jail, the things that he did wrong. He's not worried about that. He just wants to know if she did it because somewhere in John's mind, he thinks that him and Lacey are going to get back together down the road. And he needs to know for real if she did that. Because if she did, then he's going to cut her off. But if she didn't, he's still going to be trying. And he may knock on the door and get drunk and do whatever he... Child. Well, and, and mind you, it, it, it's like he wants to use that if she did do that, then it's like, oh, it's over, it's done. But baby, you already think that and you're still going after him. Yep. After her. And so Miranda explains to John that she's pregnant with Shane's baby. And so again, they humanize John a little bit in this episode. And John tells us that Lacey and him were pregnant at one time and that she miscarried with his child. And then we know when we first met Lacey on season, like whatever season she was on. They thought, they thought, they thought Harley right. was. But that should even just go to tell you, girl, like what? Your relationship she, she ain't never lot, been. Yeah, she got a lot right. going on. A lot, a lot going on. And I don't know. They've never really broken down like how if there's multiple baby fathers in the picture or so I think she has three kids now and she's got two baby dads and the the two have different baby dads and that she we never figured out who the baby dad of Marla was so I mean now she will have possibly four baby dads because we're adding Shane to the mix so they're keeping it cute with Lacey and Shane I think you know the drama will happen after the baby comes or the drama will really be with Shane and John but I don't feel like I mean honestly I do want John to just be out and yeah, get his I life together. See, I think the way that she's handled herself, because I did expect her to hit him back or reach out to him or whatever. She but will. I, she she will eventually. I think I think she's once going, Shane do something that piss her off, and that's right, that's her MO. Right, right. And John knows that. And that's why yes, he won't that's why stop. John is like, I'm home, I'm yep, available. Yep. He like she nor she hasn't why isn't she hitting yep, me back? Well, yep. baby, people don't have to respond to you when they text you. Yep. So we'll have to keep y'all in the loop on that. And then the last couple, baby, Mr. Big Lips, uh Scott Ooh. and Lindsay, you know, child, Lindsay was a, a, a terror storm, you know, destroying the office, talking about there's a new sheriff in town <laughs> and Scott going to do what she want. But baby, what she didn't realize was there really was a new sheriff in town. <laughs> and baby, the sheriff in town locked her ass up. <gasps> Woo, Scott. And I don't I, so, yes, so this, yeah, it explains a lot because she was acting very irate, not herself those facial expressions and you know I worked six years at a psychiatric hospital um, but a lot of the times we dealt with drug and alcohol uh, a lot of people would come to the hospital like saying it's psych but it was drug and alcohol so and I was the intake worker so I have front hand experience like a lot and I've been in a lot of dangerous situations and so I always have this neck or this feel like I can look at someone and I'm like mm, she doesn't look she looks off and Lindsay absolutely looked off last episode and here it comes to find out she was driving around and Scott's truck got pulled over and she had drugs on her, probably was driving under the influence, and now she's back in jail, which for me explains 
a lot of her erratic behavior because she was it does she was she was off the chain she she was was very manic throwing the throwing the book throwing the powder messing up his office scott was like i don't have to do anything she's a criminal she's gonna do and scott already knew and listen i bet i bet when she drove off in that car i bet you scott was the one to call the police and i ain't even mad i'm not mad at it either at the end of the day she is going to be she's 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 going to mess her own self up. And that's exactly what she did. He did not have to do anything. I just feel bad for the situation. I feel bad for Miley Grace. Where is Miley Grace in this? Because at the end of the day, this was going to be a good father-daughter bond. And maybe I think Scott, because he lost his son, will still hold that role if Lindsay allows him to. Yeah, no. Scott needs to, he he needs to, as much as he loves Miley Grace, for her well-being, his well-being, he needs to just cut the ties. And go back. Because, wherever the hell he came from, and, okay. did he move down there for her? Child, I'm sure he got other prostitutes on the line. And that's another <laughs> thing that I got from Scott was that he... It- it's no wonder he ended up with Lindsay. He likes to be with these women, prostitutes, or women like Lacey, so that he has that level of control Power. over mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he wasn't worried. He like, oh, okay, because you're just a phone call away from going back to jail. And that's what he said. And that's why he was so calm this whole time. So I, yeah, Scott probably still there on the Mississippi child on the Craigslist, the back page child. He probably, listen, or get some more Botox in his lips. But um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so if you don't watch it, listen. So y'all need to get into life after lockup comes on 9 p.m. We TV on Fridays. Lauren Ashley Beck, it's always so much fun to chat with you. Yes, thank make you so much sh- for having me. Absolutely. So make sure you guys have gotten your tickets to Behind the Torch, Snuff It Sis. Lauren and I need for you to support us. Come on. It's February 13th. We about to have a good old time. Yes, celebrating some love and some survivor. Yes. Well, all right, girl. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Buzzy Don't get week. locked up. Bye. <laughs> It's a purple pants pick, it's a purple pants pick If you hurry up quick, it's a purple pants pick, And we are on to this week's Purple Pants Picks. You know it is your baby boy's favorite segment on the podcast. That's right. You pick, I say. It's the chance you, the listener, get to drive the conversation. You pick a topic and you hear your baby boy's unfiltered, raw opinion on the subject every Saturday to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah. I will post a photo that says drop your topics and it's your chance to get your topics in. Also, I post on the Purple Pants Podcast Instagram, a Purple Pants Picks photo. And that's right. You can just write your pick in the comments. All right, Audrey, what you got? What is the first Purple Pants Pick? The first Purple Pants Picks comes from Marlene underscore KM, and they want to know how to recover from a hangover. Marlene, 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 you have come to the right spot. Baby boy has had many a mornings, many a nights, and many a afternoons that it felt like the hangover. So, some of my lixins is that a word? Lixins? It's a word today. Some of my lixins that help me get over a hangover is... One, you got to stay hydrated, okay? You got to drink the water, get you your Gatorade, something with a lot of electrolytes. My friend Sarah, anytime if we having a crazy drink night, the night before, she will take a, like a Tylenol so she doesn't wake up with a headache. I come from a long line of drinkers, so I never really have a headache. 
But, you know, that draggy feeling in the morning definitely is uh, real for me. I know some people, you know, they they put a little herbal in the air. They say that helps them kind of like level it out. I also you need to eat. You need to eat something greasy. Now, your baby boy, if I've come home a little tipsy or I'm in the house tipsy, my go-to drunk food is like Chinese food, okay? So normally, if I'm waking up with a hangover after I drink my water or my, you know, Powerade something, I like stick. Get me some cold Chinese food. Okay, and don't judge me, Purple Pants Posse. I love to eat my Chinese food the next day cold. Like, I, j- I don't know what it is, but I love it. And my last little trick is to get a workout in. Do maybe like 15, 20 minutes of a workout. And trust me, you'll be good to go to start drinking that night again. Okay? Listen, my tips never fail. Okay? Because listen, I know a thing or two about a hangover. Might be having one right now. I was like, no. Audrey, what's the next Purple Pants pick? The next Purple Pants picks is from underscore Rick14. And they're asking, would you get married at first sight? Rick 14, listen, I'm trying to still figure out to get somebody to text me back on a regular basis. So I am probably going to have to say no to getting married at first sight. Now, if I'm like 76, that might be a different story. But where I'm at today in my 30s, I'm mm, it's not going to work for me. I'm just not, I don't want to say desperate enough to get married at first sight, but yeah, there are some things I need to know about the baby boy before I could just say yes to getting married. Now, do I believe in love at first sight? Absolutely. Do I believe in lust at first sight? Absolutely. But do I believe at married at first sight? It's a no for me. I need to know your background. I need to know what you do for a living. I need to know about past relationships. I need to know what your relationship with God is like. I need to know what your relationship with your family is like. I need to know if you want to have children. I, I, it's, it's a lot that I need to know. So maybe married in the first week, I could maybe get down with that. But married at the first sight, I don't know about that. Now, my good girlfriend, Sharia Lloyd from Survivor China, always texts me and says I need to watch Married at First Sight because she says it's good. So I might have to get up on it and watch it. But uh, I don't know if I could be Married at First Sight. You never know. Now, listen, the only exception to that is if it's LaMelo Ball, if it's the Duke from Bridgerton or... If it's a, who, if it's a zaddy and he got a lot of money, then okay, yeah, we could get buried at the first sight. All right, Audrey, what's the next purple pants pizzic? Chama Blogs is asking, hey, Bryce, have you had the chance to listen to the new Arlo Parks album? Chama Blogs, shout out to my purple pants posse because y'all know I love music. And I hadn't really heard of Arlo Parks before. I've heard of her, but I've never really listened to her music. So when I saw this purple pants pick, I definitely downloaded the album, Collapsed and Sunbeams, the deluxe. And baby, I was jamming. This is my type of music. I love, um, I love the whole vibe of this album is definitely R&B soul new age 
but with that soul feeling, reminds me a lot of Janae Aoki, Solange in her newer days. Um, I would even say, what's the girl name? Um, Ariana, Ariana Lennox. So I definitely was jamming to this album on Sunday because we had another snow day. And I like to clean my house listening to music. Well, child, I should say blasting music and drinking. So and I had posed that question to Twitter. I said, is it a problem that I only like to clean my house when I'm drinking? But I was definitely jamming. So it was quite a surprise to have this whole album. And it's the deluxe version. So she had a lot of songs. Now, some of my songs on there that I really liked was Hope. I loved Hurt. You know, I like them sad songs. But I really liked Hurt in the lo-fi lounge. I guess she did it live. And Just Go were some of my jams. But I definitely have been playing this song over and over. I even took a bath to it. So shout out to you. Thank you so much for pointing that out to me and purple pants posse if you got some music that you think your baby boy might like put them in the purple pants pics tag me dm me let me know say baby boy you need to get up on this album but yes i am feeling arlo parks what's the next purple pants pick jason underscore costello is asking have you watched wandavision baby boy jason so no i have not seen wandavision yet uh, for two reasons. One, because Baby Boy don't have Disney Plus, but that's not a problem. I could probably, you know, get a password from Barb or somebody. But I did watch the trailer online, and it looks right up my alley. You know I love Marvel. I love superhero. I love these kind of sci-fi fantasy, I don't, I guess fantasy fiction type things. And so, for me, it looks like I don't know what they are. Superheroes, but she's obviously married to this guy, and they can transform their <laughs> who they are or what they look like. I'm giving a bad uh, synopsis of it, but it looks really, really good. So I'm going to have to get up on it. Purple Pants Posse, let me know if you watch WandaVision. It looks good. Well, the trailer that I've seen, um, it looked good. So I'm going to have to get up on it. Let me know what you think, Jason, if you, I'm assuming you saying I should watch it since you're writing on the Purple Pants picks, but I will get up on it. Arch, what's the next Purple Pants pick? <laughs> Miss Abba427 is asking, which Real Housewives franchises are you keeping up with? Miss Abba, to be honest, it ain't that many right now, okay? So, I am excited for the Real Housewives of New Jersey to return. You know I love my girl, Teresa. You know I love my girl, Dolores. You, I kind of like Melissa. I really more so like Melissa, husband, Joe, Teresa, brother. So, I'm excited for the return of Real Housewives of New Jersey. You you know I keep up with the Real Housewives of Potomac. I did start Salt Lake City and kind of sort of fell off on it. Wasn't loving it, but that's not the reason I fell off on it. I just, there was so much other stuff going on, so that's still question mark. But I did read that they are bringing the Real Housewives of Miami back after like five years. So I thought Real Housewives of Miami was really good, even though they kind of did them dirty. Their first season was, wasn't was even a real season, and then they had the reunion at the 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 Watch What Happens Live studio. So we'll have to see about that. I hope that it is a revamp of the show, though. I really hope they bring all new characters to the Real Housewives of Miami. Although, what's the one lady with her mom? They could bring her back because I did like the mom. I think her mom was like, I, I want to say carousel marisol something like that um i kind of sort of fell off beverly hills you know i'm not watching atlanta if there's no nini there's no atlanta and i saw a meme or on one of the 
Instagram sites that I watch, they, I guess, were promoting that Dwight and Sheree are coming back uh, this season or they're making a cameo on the next episode. And NeNe leaks is under the comments like they sure do use you when they need you. So uh, what else is there? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I ain't keeping up with the O.C., I am curious to see what the reboot of New York will be like without Bethany, even though she wasn't last season, and without Dorinda. Now, I love to hate Dorinda. She was a mesh drunk, but I felt like Dorinda was a good person. She just was a really aggressive drunk. So, you know, I'm open to the housewives, but they just got to pull me in. I feel like a lot of the restructuring of the housewives and getting rid of the OGs and bringing in this new blood. I'm not for it, but let me know what y'all think. I do plan on watching New Jersey, and if it tickles my fancy i will definitely cover it i might need someone to help me cover it so purple pants posse this is your chance let me know dm me if you want to talk about the new jersey Teresa new man okay they say joe might be cheating on melissa Ooh, who will help me spill that tea arch what's the last purple pants pick and the last purple pants picks is from rye underscore green and they're asking the Britney Spears documentary hashtag framing Britney Spears Rye underscore green no I have not seen it but I thank you so much for bringing this to my attention I remember seeing like the previews or you know commercials for it but I did not write it down so oh my god no I definitely want to see this because they say in the new documentary on Hulu it explores not just the singer's concertership but also how pop culture let her down you know I love Miss Hit me baby one more time and in her more recent years with her mental health issues her just bizarre behavior her daddy taking over her estate her kids with kevin federline her weird tiktok videos no this is something i need to get up on thank you yes i'm definitely going to have to watch this and report back to the posse all right, guys, this is going to conclude this week's Purple Pants Picks. If I miss something or you feel like you need to hear my take on it, you know what the drill is. Every Saturday to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah, I will post a question in my story. Drop your topics or questions, and that's the chance for you to get it in. Also, on the Purple Pants Podcast Instagram page, I will post a photo that says Purple Pants Picks and get it in in the comments, and I will put it right on this show. Until next week, it's the Purple pants hit me baby one more time the following message is brought to you by give me a b B. give me an a A. give me an r R. give me a b b b b b b b b let me hear it. B A R B bar bar bar. B A R B bar bar bar. Hello, everyone. This is Miss Barb, and I have a question to ask. Have you ever told someone you forgive them for causing you pain, disappointing you, or being unkind towards you? You know, we're told forgiving is not so much for the offender, but for the one who has been hurt. We're told that forgiving frees us. My struggle is that I would say I forgive you, and I truly believed in my heart of hearts 
that I forgave you. Then something would happen to trigger those painful moments and all that hurt and pain would rear its ugly head. I would question myself, asking, did I really forgive? And if I did, why am I experiencing these painful feelings all over again? This would leave me in a state of confusion and angry with myself because if I really did forgive, I would not be struggling now. Or so I thought. I didn't understand what was happening to me. The last week, in my daily inspirational reading, I read a piece titled, I Choose the Path of Forgiveness. And after reading, for me, a weight was lifted and it helped me to understand this path of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a process that begins, however humbly, with the decision to forgive. I begin with willingness, but sometimes even that feels difficult. I do not try to rush the process, trusting the power of divine love within to free me from unforgiveness if I remain willing to forgive. When I'm ready, I allow myself to process any resentment I am holding on to. I might feel sad or angry for a while. Although this step may seem negative at first, staying with it gives me clarity. Getting real and honest about what I am feeling is an effective way to begin to let go of any hurt or anger. Forgiveness is a gift that I give to myself as I embrace my willingness to release resentments and free my heart. I'm sharing this with you in the hopes that someone would be freed like this peace freed me. I am so thankful. And I'm definitely thankful that you share that with us, mom, because I sometimes struggle with forgiveness a lot, too. So I appreciate that. And I need to really understand that it is a process and that, you know, I'm not forgiving for the person. I'm forgiving for myself. So please let us know if you got anything out of this week's Barb's message. You know, DM me, send me a message, tweet me, and you know I send them right to Miss Barb. Who is the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be, might be. And we are on to this week's freak of the week, the covenant sought after. Some people campaign to be freak of the week, but this week, 
I was minding my business. You know, I was on the Twitter a lot this weekend, you know, just tweeting my thoughts, figuring stuff out. And as I'm scrolling through the Twitter, I come across none other than Bob Crowley. Okay. The winner of Survivor Gabon. Okay. Also, the winner of my heart, you know, a year and a half ago, uh, Wendell and I went to South Africa and we participated in the Survivor Challenge, the Battle of the Bush, where American survivors battled it out against South African survivors and American fans and South African fans played. Okay. When your baby boy came in the top four. Yes. Well, Bob Crowley participated in that. And I really got a chance to spend a lot of time with him and his beautiful wife, Peggy. And let me just tell you this. Bob Crowley cuts up. I should release this video that I have that Desi Williams uh, took when one night we was out eating dinner and you know your baby boy got a little tipsy and drunk and I started dancing uh, and, <laughs> and Bob, I didn't know Bob was like right by me because I would have never been dancing like that because you know a little jam came on I started a little dirty wine, a dirty wine and Bob was like oh, I could do that, okay Bob started acting like he was about to spend them one dollar bills while I was dirty whining but anyway I love Bob. He is amazing. And so this weekend, I'm just minding my business, scrolling through the Twitter, and I happen to see Bob post a photo that says, I think I have what it takes to be a senator. Please vote. Okay. And it is the baby boy Bob over there in Maine sitting on a snowmobile giving us very much Bernie Sanders vibes. Okay. Bob, I screamed when I saw this photo sitting on a snowmobile with his legs crossed with them gloves. Okay. Looking like a grand zaddy. Okay. So this week, Freak of the Week, is none other than our Bob Crowley, the winner of Survivor Season Gabon. So please make sure you go to Bob's Twitter. Okay. I think it's Survivor underscore Bob. I think he posted it on Facebook, too. And just let him know. He is the Purple Pants Podcast Freak of the Week. And also, let me know if y'all want me to release that video, okay? Because it's a, it's a mess. Baby boy, low drunk, okay? But it's really Bob Crowley smacking my behind for me, okay? So listen, make sure y'all let Bob know he is the Freak of the w- w- Week. So you know what that means, Purple Pants Posse. If Bob Crowley is this week's Freak of the Week, we have come to an end of another podcast i can't thank you enough for always supporting always listening but please make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast which is the purple pants podcast on apple podcast spotify podcast or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast at make sure you subscribe make sure you write a review and give your baby boy some five stars okay and you need to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a cousin to tell an uncle to tell an auntie to tell a sis to tell a bob crowley that it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple pants it's the purple pants